Hello, everyone. My name is Oksana. It's Road to Edwards, Weekly Edwards Insiders 39th. We deliver the news about the creation of our project Edwards. And as usual, Tokugawa-san, could, could you please open this session? Okay. Uh, thank you, Oksana. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Hiro Tokugawa. Now, uh, I have been uh, describing Edo Castle uh, in, in very simple terms. And then uh, I mentioned the Ooku a bit. So this is where the ladies in waiting uh, lived, uh, hundreds of them. Uh, so people think of this as a very sexy place, uh, harem, so to speak. Uh, I would like to clarify about this, but not this time, because before we go into the shogun's wives, uh, possibly concubines, mistresses, whatever, and, uh, the, and the many, so many women that served those women, uh, I would like to uh, discuss briefly, well, maybe a couple of times about what it meant to be shogun. You see, and, and uh, you see, uh, the Tokugawa is, uh, is thought of in Japanese history as in the same category as Minamoto, uh, who opened the first shogunate in Kamakura, and then uh, the Ashikaga, which is a branch of the Minamoto uh, that opened their shogunate in Kyoto, uh, the imperial capital. Uh, but, uh, and then, well, first, the shogun means general. Uh, the full, full honor, full title is uh, Sei Tai Shogun, meaning uh, barbarian subduing generalissimo. But you see, uh, by the time that Tokugawa Ieyasu uh, obtained this title, there were no barbarians left in Japan. So uh, it was, it was, it's a very old title. It's actually from what, uh, the seventh or eighth century? No, even before that, uh, that uh, the first shogun was appointed by the emperor. And that is when uh, the inhabitants of Northeastern Japan uh, were actually another ethnicity, another ethnic group called the Emishi. And uh, now I don't think the Emishi threatened uh, the uh, imp imperial capital in Kyoto in any way, but because the Japanese emperor system is modeled on that of the Chinese. Uh, the emperor had huge prerogatives and he didn't have anything else to do. So he decided to bully the people who were living peacefully uh, to the uh, Northern end of the domain. That was that. So there are many wars. It took about uh, 300 years until the, uh, the, the, the emishi in the northeastern Japan were completely subdued, but it was more like peaceful amalgamation uh, than conquest. So it's very difficult to understand what had actually been happening there. Uh, but the last, I think, is uh, in the 12th century when the uh, younger brother of Minamoto no Yoritomo, uh, who is the first uh, real shogun in, in today's terms, the first to open a shogunal government. Uh, he went uh, all the way to the northern tip of Japan, uh, chasing his younger brother, who could become a contender to the uh, shogunal throne. Uh, but the real difference here is that up to the end of the Muromachi shoguns, they were all of imperial blood. But uh, from Tokugawa Ieyasu onwards, uh, they, or rather we, we are not. So uh, the, all the samurai, most of the samurai warlords uh, who built the Tokugawa shogunate and the Tokugawa Japan uh, were not of imperial blood. They were much closer to the commoners they ruled. So they needed every bit of authority they could muster. So that's how the shogun, 
so that's why the Tokugawa had to uh, pretend to be the Minamoto and so on and so forth. Uh, now, so the shogun is always uh, de jure uh, appointed by the emperor. And this custom continued to the very end, uh, right before the Meiji Restoration. And uh, the first three Tokugawa shoguns, Ieyasu, uh, Hidetada, and Iemitsu, all were appointed as shoguns in Kyoto. And then the third shogun, Iemitsu, in particular, uh, he visited Kyoto with 300,000 samurai in tow. And uh, this is the biggest mobilization uh, inside Japan, inside of Japan. When Toyotomi Hideyoshi uh, conquered Kyushu, he brought with him 200,000. When he attacked uh, Korea, he sent 150,000 samurai to the Korean Peninsula and then had another 150,000 uh, as reserves in Northern Kyushu. So this 300,000, this is the biggest inside Japan uh, before the Meiji Restoration. Uh, so, and that is much more than 1% of the population at the time. So uh, I think that was enough to scare the uh, Kyoto nobles and uh, the emperor, uh, the imperial court, uh, that power would never come back to them, they understood. So from the fourth shogun onwards, uh, an imperial messenger, an imperial envoy would come all the way to Edo. And then uh, he will uh, give the letter of appointment uh, to Shogun's emissary, and then that emissary will bring the uh, letter of appointment into uh, Edo Castle. And then uh, what is written inside will be read to the Shogun. Uh, and they kept doing this until the very end. Uh, so, and what is interesting is that the messenger does not meet the, the would-be Shogun directly. And in one case, uh, the man who would become Shogun, uh, the eighth Shogun, Tokugawa Yoshimune, his rank in the imperial court was not high enough uh, to receive uh, the honor. So first he had to be appointed to a higher position. And then only after that, the uh, emperor's emissary's letter could be read to him to appoint him as shogun. So uh, what this signifies is that, um, you see this kind of, you could say bureaucracy or pump, uh, this was all necessary because in fact, the Tokugawa were commoners. So we did not have the right to rule by blood. So that therefore all this, uh, well, how should I say that all this obsession with uh, details, lest uh, there be some kind of, uh, well, you know, lest there be some kind of loophole that could drag the shogun down from power. And, and uh, so, and uh, also that is, and this legalism, if you will, is how the Tokugawa ended because the Tokugawa shogunate was not destroyed in a revolution. Rather, it was it ended with the last shogun, Tokugawa Yoshinobu, returning the government prerogatives to the emperor in 1867. So Meiji Restoration happened after that, so it was not a revolution at all. Okay? Uh, and so from uh, next week onwards, I would like to talk about the life of the shogun in more detail. Thank you very much, Oksana. Thank you very much. And also about Oku, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Small teaser today. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. And hope to see you in uh, the editor, uh, the monthly editors insider. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'll see you. And uh, Dominique, I'll uh, see you tomorrow. We'll see you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, yes. Bye. And, I, uh, and I sent a letter to uh, Gensam, to JJ. Hmm.
Yeah, well received. Well received. Yeah, well received. Thank you so much. This is Japanese. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And hello, JJ. Could you please join our session today? Thank you, Oksana. Hello, everyone. The crypto market is shaking now. Maybe anyone has seen the news of FTX and... Yeah, I was so surprised to see this battle was settled down quite soon. And then CZ won. And then uh, some lose. And I think it's a kind of symbolic event for all of the players in crypto space. And the thing is, uh, we can tell the risk of sex uh, centralized exchange uh, because all of the assets is held by them. And then those wallets, uh, controlled by certain people. So this is huge risk for us, uh, one thing. And then the other thing is, um, I think this trend is gonna be back to DEX, uh, decentralized exchange, and also DeFi function, and some of the DAO projects. So like, like us, Eidovas is always seeking for the DAO project, DAO function, and then we are looking for the opportunity for DeFi. And uh, we are already thinking of implementing the function to our spaces. So this is a crypto because crypto is allow us, you know, available for us to uh, trade peer to peer trading, right? So we don't have to pass any uh, kind of centralized organization. This is a crypto, so we don't have to put any money onto sex. I mean, the exchange directly we can trade with the other investors or other users, other holders. So as you can see, you buy NFT directly from us and then you send a, a cryptocurrency. We can receive that cryptocurrency and then we can give you NFT. This is, you know, peer-to-peer -peer transaction. I think this is the essence of blockchain technology. So now you see, I think Binance is too big, too big to uh, be in crypto space. So uh, what, what the people are seeking for in crypto space is decentralized one. And then now you see, Binance is centralized one, not decentralized one. It's really ironic, really ironic. Why this happens? Because I think the users and investors are not majored like in financial, financial sectors. If they are aware of the real blockchain, uh, how to say revolution, meaning uh, allow us to trade uh, on peer-to-peer -peer trading, then I think the time of DEX is coming, the time of DeFi coming. The time of DAO is coming, but I think it takes a bit more time. So uh, we are about to, you know, launch the campaign for Land NFT and Denny uh, Staking, and also uh, Avatars and Katana NFT. So we are trying to we are trying to do our best for our campaign, and then uh, still market is so shaking. But um, I've been in this field for more than six years, and I, maybe I've seen these types of shocks more than 10 times or 20 times. So it's as usual. So stay safe and then please uh, look forward to our challenge. Definitely we are focusing on, you know, the nature of blockchain. I mean, the essence of blockchain. I, I think the time is coming quite soon. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much, Ken. And uh, Mitsushi, could you please join us? Uh, hello, um, thanks, Oksana. We cannot have a conversation about cryptocurrency without referring to FTX crisis right now. I have a lot of things to uh, say. I have a lot of things that came up in my mind, but basically I would like to refer to three things today. 
First of all, influence of Twitter. Secondly, Web2 versus Web3. And three, what will happen to Edverse? I think these three things are main agenda for me today. So first of all, influence on Twitter. I think uh, FTX crisis was uh, basically uh, you know, create, uh, triggered by a lot of factors, but I think uh, CZ, the head of Binance, uh, effectively used Twitter. Uh, he announced that the Binance would uh, sell out FTT uh, token created by FTX. And that triggered a lot of sort of, uh, you know, uh, backlash. The fact is that CoinDesk released the article that Alameda Research, the uh, crypto fund uh, under the umbrella of FTX, was uh, doing fundraising based on FTT token. So that means that balance sheet was a little bit uh, unnatural. That means the the crypto fund was raising uh, fund, doing doing fundraising based on their own tokens. So that was a little bit sort of a tricky situation. So that that Binance found out and then CZ announced on his own Twitter that uh, he and they would uh, sell out FTT tokens for several months, and that triggered a lot of uh, anxiety from users. And that was, I think, direct trigger of FTT. Uh, shock. So I think uh, a lot of people are currently uh, using Twitter effectively, like Elon Musk and CZ and so on. So I think Twitter uh, cuts both ways. It could be used for bad things. It could be used for good things. So as a project, we can use Twitter for a great purposes to uh, advocate for our uh, sort of concept and philosophy of Ediverse. So I think, you know, if there is a tool, it's great to utilize it rather than, uh, you know, use it for bad purposes. So let's do that for good things. Second of all, uh, Web3 versus Web2. Uh, so the definition of Web3 is that users uh, own assets on their own hands. That's the uh, definition of Web3. And Web2 is that corporations or company provide accounts and users uh, store assets and information in the accounts provided by corporations. So when you have cryptocurrency on crypto exchange accounts, that's Web2 indeed. When you have a crypto assets in your private wallet, like Metamask, that's Web3. So the key concept is ownership, right? Ownership belongs to corporation versus ownership belongs to users. That's the most important distinction between Web2 and Web3. So a lot of users are store their own cryptocurrency on FTX accounts or like CoinCheck accounts or Binance accounts. I think that situation is Web2. Uh, usually, the real Web3 users usually uh, store their crypto assets and NFT on their own private wallets. So I think the distinction between Web2 and Web3 was even more sort of highlighted under this crisis of FTX. Uh, so I think for uh, Ed, you know Ediverse project, uh, we will uh, encourage uh, decentralized organization and defy related collaboration. So we would like to uh, focus on more like real ultimate Web3 uh, services. Finally, what will happen to Ediverse? I think cryptocurrency market is, you know, under this uh, anxiety. A lot of people hesitate to engage with transaction of cryptocurrency. The talk, a lot of the price of a lot of tokens has been decreasing so far. But it's great time for us to uh, focus on development of products. Now is the time for us to spare resources for development and, uh, you know, uh, improving uh, products and services. We don't have to be worried about like a macro circumstances and crypto trading situations. So I think uh, now what we have to prioritize is even more uh, sort of uh, highlighted and uh, elucidated. I think therefore uh, we can sort of uh, positively interpret the situation right now. 
Uh, that's all what I wanted to say today. Thanks. Well, thank you. Very constructive uh, mm. opinion and talk. And uh, hello, Dominique, could you please yeah. sum up this emotional uh, session? <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, Oksana. Um, hello, everyone. We, yeah, we had a big shake, actually, you know, in the world, actually. Yeah, FTX collapsed, but uh, Airbus, no influence at all. Yeah, that is a very good news, actually. Yeah, because we didn't have any FTX accounts. And also, uh, we didn't have any relation with um, FTX things at all. And we just ended you know, up focusing on a, a development, actually. And, and then, um, actually, our damage is very limited. And still, that the Zeni markets is very stabilized. They're very, yeah, very stable. And NFT, land NFT is also very stable too. So, um, so please don't worry about uh, this situation in the cryptocurrency world because this is going to be very good chance for us to do because the, we we are just you know the the stage is very early stage of the business. So in this situation that these kind of big shakes, I think, yeah, our body is going to be very strengthened. And and then um, I think we will see uh, that now uh, uh, the Aerobus next year, and that will be very, very exciting and also very strong. So, um, and also thank you for just joining the last week's monthly uh, insiders that we did with, uh, I did with them, um, Oksana's and kindly uh, Mr. Tokugawa came that, you know, uh, he just uh, just talked to uh, whole uh, uh, whole sessions. And then uh, you you just found that the very clear uh, vision and a concept to Edubas uh, because Mr. Tokugawa mentioned a lot. Yeah, that's great. So, and we are now uh, just working on uh, uh, Tokuga uh, buried treasure, uh, buried treasure. Yeah, um, that's interesting because you might find Kobam in your uh, land NFTs. So uh, the Edwards Foundation is considering that for the Daimyo Koji holder, um, in November, probably, uh, they will announce that, that you might find the treasure, Kobams, in your lands. That'd be, that'd be exciting, I think, yeah. And then Kobams value is much higher than, um, much, much higher than uh, Zenies and also, and also the Koban has a lot of utility functions. So, and you can, uh, you will, you, okay, yeah, you will get an owner just uh, to be a Koban holder. Yeah, if you have a yeah, Daimyo Koji area first. And then after uh, 12th December, the land NFT sale in uh, Otemon areas. So the new owner will be another actually uh, chance that they could find that the treasure. Kobans just in your in your uh, yeah lands that would be also very interesting yeah so uh, so this project actually uh, we want to uh, promote uh, our Edobus uh, ecosystem and also uh, we have now Zeni uh, market and also you can buy and sell just through the through the uh, centralized exchange now so you might see that you know the decks 
you might see that the exchange in a in a decentralized one in the futures, and then the Zeni gonna be it's it really uh, uh, very flexible in the future that that you can just uh, trade, yeah. And then uh, Coban itself, that I think that we have to define because I think Coban definition that that first the Edubas Foundation um, proposed, but you now Mr. Tokugawa mentioned that Coban uh, uh, should have more uh, uh, the precious function, precious, precious utility uh, things that, that we have to actually modify that function more. So it, it's going to be. Uh, more precious if you got a carbon and um, please just uh the wait for the uh, wait for the carbon that you might just find it and then uh we also uh waiting because we didn't see that um uh will be up to the last week because we thought that it's coming um but uh it, it could make it and then uh probably uh, towards the 25th of November that um it it might be just uh appearing um I hope that um, so. What kind of avatars coming, and then uh, we're gonna plan that uh, the sale for the uh, sale for the sale of the Shinsengumi avatars through the auction probably in December. So, um, and and then um, you will see that the three D image of pretty soon um yeah the second gonna announce that that we might see that much more so uh, realistic than the castle and the diamond mansion and then um we are now promoting the data twin project and and if um if um, any companies or any project want to just promote in edubus that the please uh join uh, uh join edubus and then we should just have a partnership and they only just uh, partnership companies just and they can buy that hundred uh, land NFTs and then to utilize the land and then to get some of the business or shops or promotions uh, in the in in Edubus. And the first three, the Ottoman areas, I think we are now negotiating with the things. Um, this is good actually um, because that area is one of the best areas, one of the most prestigious areas in Edo City in Edubus. So. Um, we have uh, many things in November and December, and um, please enjoy with the Edubath. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very optimistic uh, ending of this session. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, everyone, everyone, for listening. I will meet you next week. Goodbye.